Welcome to Open Hearts. This is our segment where we answer questions from our listeners. Please send us a question. We love to hear your yes. questions. All heart podcast at gmail.com. Everything is completely anonymous. And we just want to put out our disclaimer that you don't have to listen to shit we say. Uh, <laughs> this is purely <laughs> free advice from our perspective. It does not replace the advice of your own therapist, doctor, guru, whoever's in your life, your yeah. own intuition more than yeah. anything. We are just offering our uh, perspectives based on your request. Yeah, this is just the homies. This is the, just homies. the homies. Just like you call the homies. Yeah. Thea don't got her therapist hat on right now. No, she does not. And There's I am not, not your guru. So there is not a consent okay. sign. So here's from an anonymous li- listener. I keep my life goals pretty small. I want to be a decent person who raises decent people. I strive to treat all people with respect, regardless of any differences, but also to stay aware of differences and informed of injustices occurring around me. Hmm. That all being said, I'm interested deeply in ideas of white privilege and phrases like white feminism is toxic. I absolutely understand the truth in it. I find the common phrase that follows up these ideas is do the work. And my question for you two would be, what is your idea of doing the work? What can and should the average white woman be doing as their work? Yeah, I've seen some ideas, but I'd love to know your personal ideas. Mm-hmm. You want me to go? Yeah, I sure do. <laughs> <laughs> you love talking about white people. <laughs> yeah, it's a thing. Less and less. Um, but um, I... I want to, I always feel like I need to demystify the idea of um, access to information, right? So we all come up in the same raggedy ass school system. Raggedy ass. Raggedy ass. Doesn't teach, you know, all (laughs) the histories, doesn't teach, it's very conditioning towards the labor market, it doesn't teach about self-actualization, and it definitely doesn't teach about the histories of Different peoples. No, it's dead. The dead old white men be my servant. School system. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. So because we all come up through the same school system, the understanding and awareness of uh, issues of systems of oppression, historic traumas, this is all work that is self-generated, right? Mm-hmm. For a lot of black people, we don't. If we're fortunate enough to go to a university, we will maybe take a Pan-African studies class and that's right. where we'll start getting like the, oh my goodness, this right? This is who I this am. This is what it is. Or maybe if we don't go to college, we come into contact with a book somebody recommends. So it's I. So what I'm saying is that, you know, we had to come into the work too. We had to do the work too. And it wasn't a clear path to the work. Usually, probably for most of us, if we hadn't taken that Pan-African Studies class or if somebody hadn't pointed out a book to us, we would still be walking around believing the same crap a lot of other people do. So so let's name real quick. The work you're talking about here, because there's a lot to me, a lot of work, right. is unlearning. There's an unlearning. unlearning. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Noni, so okay. much. And so we can, all, like that work is work that's very accessible to white people. We, if you're reading a book about the history of America, there's read books that are written by people who are not white. Look up authors who are not white. Look up, you know, we have our 
black intellects and black academia. And you could even Google a Pan-African Studies class and see like what's on the syllabus is usually online. You can look up yeah. what books you're reading. The white homie told me the other day that she read the ISIS papers. That shit. <laughs> that shit. I looked at her like, you the, you the, you the real. You the real you the, homie. You the real. And she said... And they made some real valid points. Yes. And she was like, I agree. Like You could also read They Were There Before Columbus. I, I mean, mean we could go on and I mean, on. And but but she didn't have it she went and did the work. Yes. She was following different black folks yes. online that yes. were really outside of the way that she thought or yes. I, I don't even know. I don't I don't want to speak for her. Right. But she was she was following different black people online and yeah. when she heard black people reference things then she would go read it she would go check it's it out it's literally that simple and so i think what ends up happening is white people treat it like like it's inaccessible or like they can't get the same access to the understanding where you don't have to be black to understand historical references that are accurate and true, right? If you just start the unlearning of the history, there's plenty of black scholarship out there and scholarships from different peoples, from different groups, marginalized groups that, that, and then you just have to do the work of believing it, that, of understanding that you're a part of a system that wants you to think a certain way because that benefits a certain group. And challenging yourself when you feel like, oh, I don't want to believe that that's true, right? So that's a different part of, a, of the uh, do the work process is like self-evaluation I and self-accountability. I want to give an example too. Like there's a period of, I, like, hey, I grew up, the way that I grew up, I grew up with mostly queer folks. Mm-hmm. But as I grew older, like I decided to, quote, do the work instead of trying to go out right. and talk to my queer friends. And ask them. As a cis hetero person mm-hmm. and ask a bunch of questions, I did the work. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time reading books, reading articles, watching YouTube videos about things that aren't my experience. Yeah, educate If I don't yourself. understand something, I'm going to go really immerse myself. Yeah. So I completely understand from however however far I can, because I still have privilege. Yeah, I still have privilege as a cis woman. I still have privilege as a heteronormative person. Like I have those privileges. Yeah. So the privilege that I do have, I go and really see like, okay, what don't I see? Right. Where are my blind spots? Right. I don't want to be out here sounding crazy, hurting people, harming people. Yeah. I don't want to oppress any other human being yeah. here on earth. How can I make sure that I'm creating a better world for every single person that comes into my world, right? Yeah. And that took, seriously, daily work, yes. daily education, yes. daily, uh, like, it's not just empathy and compassion. Yes, yes. It's, it's true. unlearning. It's true unlearning. And those groups are also unlearning, Everyone. right? They're unlearning because oppression is also internalized. So... Part of the frustration with when being asked to help someone do that work is like, I'm still doing my own work. I'm still decolonizing my own mind, my own spirit, my own views on money, my own views on family. And you want me to do what for you now, right? That you can go do for yourself because it's Googleable. So I think that's where the do the work part comes in. I think it's hard sometimes for like for white folks to know where to start, um, but just I always say like start somewhere yeah and I always say this too like doing the work to me for white folks for me always is go talk go talk 
two white people. Yes. Go talk. Because y'all could tell, like, I I tease Thea, like, oh, yeah, you like talking about white people. I don't talk about white people that much because I grew up in a family with racist white people. Right. I grew up in very white environments. I grew up being attacked by skinheads. I grew up with very blatant, disgusting racism. Yes. Blatant. I grew up with the Confederate flag being a normal thing every time I walked to the school bus. Yeah. And not knowing if somebody was going to fucking kill me. Right. Lynch my ass because I was black. Right. I grew up being spit on. I've been called every every mm-hmm. kind, and I'm I'm a dark skinned African mm-hmm. featured person. Mm-hmm. So I grew up with a lot of racism. I have very little mind space that I devote yes. to white people. Yes, I just don't like yes. you. If you the homie, you the homie. But white people as a people, yeah. white oppression, white supremacy. I think about. I don't think about very that li- that much. Right, right. Very little because that's it. Don't make me happy. Absolutely. It don't make it's, me happy. It's not joyful. But what I, if I do talk about this, and if you're my friend, you know this, and if you're white, you can come talk to me if you're the homie. Right. And you want to talk to me about what it's like in your homes trying to talk to other white people yeah. in your family that are problematic. Like, I'm with you. Yeah. I can, I can, I can lead li- you to resources. Yeah, yeah. I lead you to resources. I'll be a listening ear. I'll give you support. That to me is like you in the trenches. Yes. You in the yes. trenches. You over there talking to, to the white people that are really ridiculous. Yes. But you're the only people that can get through to them. Absolutely. There's nothing that I can say that you can't say to one of your family members, one of your homies. When people, I, I have actually white family, like I just mm-hmm. said, my one of my white siblings. He tells me all the time, you have no idea the kind of stuff that people say about black people mm-hmm. when there are no black people around. Yeah. And he's like, especially to me, I'm a white man. Yeah. Like the things yeah. that I hear and it's up to him to challenge it, to challenge it in those moments. I don't know if he decides to be an ally or not. That's between him and his. It, if he's deciding to do that yeah. work. Yeah. Because that's not a comfortable place for not. for white people to be in, to decide to be in that moment basically you you the black person in that moment you the moment at that moment you gotta be the black person and and they're gonna turn on you and at the end of the day the other thing about coming to black people about doing the work is that we did not create racism so it's like putting a paper bag over my head and then saying why are you wearing a paper bag I don't know. Why'd you put the paper bag on my head? Like only you know why you did that. The answer, the root cause of this is within your culture itself. Really, actually, yes, it's good to know my history and know and know what you've been lied to through white culture and through white supremacy. But it's also really interesting to dig into the, the truth about your culture to find out what would make this necessary for this culture why would they make that decision to do that and then challenge it because like understanding me more i don't know that that always translates when i'm really just surviving the impact of it you need to understand yourself you need to understand yourself and and also not just anti-black racism when you're doing the work you need to look at how fucked up white folks are to immigrants and speak yes. out for immigrants. You need yes. to look at how fucked up white people are to Asian folks. I mean, do we need to go all the way around? Yeah. Like, yeah. like the effects of colonization worldwide, globally, globally, globally. Ask yourselves, go, like, here's an assignment. Why is why is Africa poor? <laughs> poor, and I put those in quotation marks. Right. What What are the resources that were stolen? 
from Africa. Mm-hmm. You can start with the people. Right. The people. You can start with the people, but then you can also look today. Today. Where where's where where are we where are we getting diamonds from? Where are we getting gold from? Where Anybody are we who getting has an iPhone oil from? Has where, are we getting, where are we getting from Africa? Come on. Come on. You wanna do the work? Yeah. You wanna do the work if you wanna do the work. Because people listen to white people. Yes, they white do. people listen to white people. Yes. and guess what? Unfortunately, a lot of us are colonized, and so we all listen to white yes. people. Yes. So you want to say some shit? Speak out about some shit. Yeah. Make a make a movement. Raise your children in a way where they really see yeah. like the impact that they can have on this globe. Yeah. And see what's really. Don't just think about history because I'm talking about right, right now. Yes. Now, Absolutely. when I was in South Africa, and they said everybody who has a family member that has died in a diamond mine, raise your hand, and everybody's hand went well, up. Yeah. Yeah. And none of them people can access the diamonds. Right. And we all out here rocking them on our fingers. Right. Come on. Yeah. Come on. It really is about like digging into, and I think this is the thing why people don't like to do. They don't like to dig into their own culture. They they would much rather even learn our culture than their own. And there's a, if you don't have a sense of identity, if you don't have a sense of connection to your ancestors, good or bad, right? Yeah. You need to know your ancestors. You can't, you or else you you create and you perpetrate and you continue to fulfill their prophecies, right? Like there's no way to disown them. You have to own them. They're a part of the shadow of the culture. If you want to bring your culture into a new day and ever have a legacy of being a positive impact on the human race, because right now, in a thousand years, it's not going to look good. Like no. white folks are going to be remembered very, very poorly. Right. So and, there's time yeah. to if I was white, I'd want to change that. I'd be one. And there are there's different white groups out there doing work around educating white people. Oh, you know, and you should look gonna, for those orgs. I'm going to link. I'm going to link a couple of anti white racist groups in the comments. I have like some good, good friends that work with those yeah. groups. And, you know, I have the heart of an organizer. I never call myself an activist, right. but I do have an, a heart of an organizer. I want to thank you for your question. Yes, for sure. I want to thank you for your curiosity. I want to thank you for wanting to do more. I want to thank you for showing up in that way and in your life, because I feel like it's also important for, you know, sometimes folks like well, a white person comes that has yeah. that desire and people yeah. are just start screaming at them yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. what's wrong with you? Yeah. I shouldn't have to tell you. Yeah. You shouldn't. Have- uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. And I don't, we not here to be the teachers or the, or the, the mammies or any right. of those things, but also like, Hey, go over there is very simple too. It's very simple. It's very redirect. simple. Just redirect. It's very simple for me to say, Hey, I want to redirect you in this way. First step, talk to your people. Have those uncomfortable conversations. Don't just have them on Christmas. Call call your grandma up. Mm-hmm. I call my grandma, talk to her about a bunch of stuff she don't want to yeah. talk about. I'll be yeah. like, um, and unlearn. Yeah, what what you think about? Have you heard of Hey Ru? You know, <laughs> talk to you, talk yeah. to you older set of people that are establishing what your family traditions and what your family stands for, your yeah. legacies. Talk to the people in your life about your legacies that have been established yeah. and make new ones. I promise you. Your children are thinking in a way that you don't know that they're thinking because they're taking in everything in their environment, not just what you teach them. When they go play, those peers are going to have such an effect on them. Yeah. 
that legacy piece. I mean, really, for me, it's like, how do you want to be remembered? How do you want people to see it? And right now, it's, you know, it's pretty trash. But I do think there's time to turn it around. Because I think, I hate to say this, but I feel like um, it's kind of like, in a lot of ways in mental health, I find people want to make changes for other people. And it never works unless they make the change for themselves. So in the question, I want to make sure to acknowledge, like, do it for yourself, you know, yeah. if do the work for you, don't do it for me because I, I do the, I do my work for me, Right. but do the work for yourself, do it for your children, do it for the legacy, do it for your lineage, do it for, do it because, you know, those ancestors won't rest easy until something is done to correct what they've done and maybe be that, but find the motivation in your own self, in your own need, because whenever we do the work for other people, it, 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 it doesn't stick and it's not authentic. And yeah. I and I mean that's just the truth, right? Like yeah. so when you're with a group of white people, look around at those white people and and look at them and say, doesn't it feel too white here for you? <laughs> like I'm I'm or dead op- or spaces of opportunity. Yeah. When you know so I mean there's just a lot of there's just a lot of things that can be done. But in other and when people say do the work, they're talking about unlearning, challenging your family, looking at your own history, look challenging your own ancestry, thinking about your legacy, looking in the, your look, looking in the moment and making sure that if there's opportunities that people of color can have and you are all enjoying them and all everyone around you is white, saying we need to have more people of color here at yeah. this table. The do question, the uncomfortable thing. The question was brave. We appreciate you. We do. It was brave, it was uncomfortable, and it was necessary. Thank you. Thank you.